Welcome to the new. Every experience with God's Word promises to be refreshing and transformational. Receive today's message with high expectations as it brings power, light, and a fresh anointing to your life. Hallelujah. Come on, tell someone else beside you. Say, welcome to the fourth. Welcome to the fourth. Tell somebody else, we have moved, we have moved, we have moved, we have moved. Come on, say where we are. Where I am right now is temporal, it's temporal. In fact, touch that seat again. Say, ah, seat, I'll miss you, I'll miss you, I'll miss you. I'll miss you, hallelujah. Glory be to God. I'd like to start this morning, let's read the scripture, the book of Joel chapter 2, verse 23 to 29. Joel chapter 2, 23 to 29. Joel 2. We're going to read together. Joel 2, verse 23 to 29. Come on, if you have your Bibles, can you wave it? If it's in your phone, if it's a physical Bible, wave it, wave it, wave it. I mean, you should come to church with a Bible, whatever it is. Hallelujah. Are you ready? Come on, one, two, go. Be glad then. Okay. Uh, we're not ready. Come on, say, if you are there, come, if you are there, come and say, I'm there. All right, if you need help, you can just look at the screen. Glory to God. Are you ready? I can't hear you. Are you ready? Want to go? Bligad then, you children of Zion. Rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the former rain faithfully, and he will cause the rain to come down for you, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. The threshing floors shall be full of wheat, and the vats shall overflow with new wine and oil. So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the crawling locust, the consuming locust, and the chewing locust, my great army which I sent amongst you. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be put to shame. Hold on. I'd like you to read at the top of your voice the next three verses, 27 to 29. Are you ready? Let's go. Then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. I am the Lord your God, and there is no other. My people shall never be put to shame. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. It is very visible, at least if you've not uh, felt it, if you've not seen it. It is very visible that there is a move of God in our midst, in the new, in this season. I think you need... Uh, you need to be extra dead to not be able to um, sense it. You must be extra uh, immovable, really, like a stone to not sense it. There is a move of God. There is nothing that is going to happen in a church that, is not, that God himself is not involved in. Why? Jesus said that I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. In other words, any 
building experience, any moving experience, any transition experience, any stretching experience that the church is going to, going to walk in, Jesus is somewhere moving the strings behind. Hallelujah. Jesus is somewhere involved in some way or the other. In fact, the Holy Ghost, who is really the architect of whatever it is that is happening in the church right now, he's the one that is making all those moves. Hallelujah. He is involved. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He is involved. There is a move. However, in every move, as we're going to see in Scripture, there are four types of people that we experience. There are four types of people that we see. If we go to the book of Matthew chapter 24, Matthew 24 verse 36 to 39. Media, please help me. Matthew 24 verse 36 to 39. We see the first set of people. We see this first set of, first kind of people. I, I read, but in that day and that hour, no one knows. Not even the angels of heaven, but my father only. Next verse. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Look at their characteristics here. He says, next verse please. As in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, turning up and thank God it's Friday, enjoying life. Hallelujah. Until the day that Noah entered the ark. And they did not know until the flood came and took them all the way. So also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Listen folks, in the days and the, the times in which we are, there are some people that are absolutely oblivious of the move of God. Described there by Jesus. They have absolutely no sense whatsoever that there is a move. And indeed, there is a move. But they are far removed from what is actually reality. You see, what we see physically is not the real reality. Bible says that it is subject to change. But what is eternal, which is the word of God, the spirit realm, it is the thing that does not change. Reality is what you, what you think that you can see. That, no, that's not reality. It can change. A few, a few words of faith, a few times in the presence of God, and that situation can change. I mean, there was a fig tree that was on the pathway of Jesus. Bible says that it had leaves, and he expected that there should be figs on it for him to block. And one word only, and the destiny and the course of that tree was altered. They came the following day, and it was dried up from the roots. Somebody that was more conscious of what was happening in the spirit, he harnessed the power of the spirit and spoke to something physical and it changed the move of God is real guys and you know guess what some of us can be totally oblivious of what God is doing like in the days of Noah like in the days of Noah but then we see another set of people these kinds of people they they could interpret the move they knew that ah, there's actually a move of God they knew that something, something is actually happening somewhere in the new, in this time, in this season. I mean, the writing, it is, the, the, it is written on the wall. It is clear on the wall. We can see that the power of God is there. But guess what? Some of them, they don't partake. It's like in the book of 2 Kings chapter 7. Elisha was already walking with Elijah. 
And Elijah told Elisha in the very first place, he said, the Lord has told me to go there. Please wait, with, wait here and let me go. He said, as the Lord my God liveth, I will not let you go. And they got there and then they met a set of prophets. And they told Elisha, do you know that the Lord is going to take your father away from you today? And he said, I know, hold your peace. If they knew that something that significant was about to happen, how come they did not follow Elisha? We're going to see the reason why. It's hunger. He said, blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness. They shall be filled. It is a written law. Hunger is always satisfied. You hunger and thirst after righteousness, you will be filled. You hunger and thirst after what God wants to do at the feast. There is no way you will not be filled. It was hunger. They could interpret the move. They went to the next place. And then the man, man told Elisha, he said, the Lord had told me to go to Jordan. Please wait here and let me go. Same response. As the Lord thy God liveth, I will not let you go. And then he went to the other place. Same set of sons of the prophet. Do you know that the Lord is going to take your father away from you? He said, I know. Hold your peace. Why didn't the second set follow? Hunger. Hunger. And then in the third place that they got to, in fact, there were now, now some senior sons of the prophet. You know what these ones did? They went to camp at the back of the auditorium. Okay, what is going to happen now is, pastor is going to prophesy now. Just watch. And then pastor prophesies. And then, so, you see, I told you. Uh, his word. Oh. <laughs> and then some of them, they, you know, you tell them to lift up their hands. And they just, you know, Holy Spirit of God, you know, you are with us. Um, the outward appearance does not indicate what is happening to me. You know I love you. Come on. Come on. I was telling the leaders that of, when we came for a prayer meeting some two weeks ago, somebody's about to lay hands on you and you're there like this. No, you don't do that. You come like you're ready to receive. Come and say, I'm here to receive. I like the way a particular music minister says, he said, lift your hands like a funnel. You know what a funnel is? A funnel channel, channels so many things into one, one singular orifice. Hallelujah. You lift your hands like you're about to receive. They will palm at the, at the back of the auditorium and begin to interpret the move. But yet, they're like that man at the pool of Bethesda. They never dive in. They never dive in. They never dive in. Yet we see a third set, a third kind of people. Same second kings. These ones, they doubt the move of God. A prophet came. He said, by this time, tomorrow. Listen, let me say this to you. Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 4, he said, he gave gifts to men. He gave gifts to men. Some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers for the edification of the saints so that the saints can do the work of ministry for the building up of the body of Christ. Listen, the gift of God upon the man of God is for you. It's for you. It's a gift to you. So when the man of God is coming to declare, he's not declaring for his pocket. He lives by his own faith. The declaration of the words of his mouth is for you. There is a spirit within with which every minister must live by and there is a spirit upon which is for the body. 
Oh, hallelujah. A pastor, a prophet came to prophesy. They were in farming. Imagine that. They were inside of farming. And then this man, this prophet came. He said, by this time tomorrow, a, ba a basket of wheat will be so-and-so priced, and a cruise of oil will be so-and-so priced. And the man, chief economic advisor, leader of the economic team, minister of finance, PhD, Harvard, Yale, and MIT, all packed together. He said, even if God opened the windows of heaven, it is not possible. Are you, can you, is that guy really, is he really an Israelite? Did he not hear that there was a God who rained manna from heaven? Doubted the move of God. Why? Because he was more aware, more aware of the physical, uh, uh, um, physical, physical level, the physical studies. He was looking at, okay, how are we going to get this? Okay, we have to plant and then water it and then wait a while and then harvest it and bake the cake. Who said when the Lord has said it? Who said you have to wait for the normal way? Who said so? Don't yet the move of God. Welcome to the fourth is not a tagline. It's a stretching. It's a transition. It's an expansion. Welcome to the fourth. 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 The new welcome to the fourth. 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 He said, So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it, I shall accomplish that which I please and prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. I said, Welcome to the fourth. You don't have to feel like you are stretching or you're expanding. This word is not a feeling word. We, we, we take the word and we believe it and we stand upon the word. Welcome to the fourth. Welcome to the fourth. I say to you, welcome to the fourth. I say, welcome to the fourth. I say, welcome to the fourth. Welcome to the fourth. Expansion. Welcome to the fourth. You can sit. Welcome to the fourth. It's not a tagline. It's a word from heaven. And what do we do? God's word is our final authority. Come on, say final. Come on, say final. In this move, some people are going to doubt it. Fourth, Abby. Transition, Abby. Expansion, Abby. Oh, yeah, now let's see now. Whether or not you like it. <laughs> we have come into the fourth. We have come into the fourth. And then there's a fourth kind of people that those that jump in. When pastor says jump, you say how high. When pastor says lift your hands, you say how. When pastor says it's time for the fourth, you don't, you don't, you don't doubt. You're not ignorant. You, 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 you don't just palm and just, you know, just put it out there for somebody else. You jump in. Hallelujah. You jump in. 
He said in that book, that scripture that we read, the book of Joel, he said, upon my, your sons and your daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. Why is it the sons that he was talking about? Romans chapter 8, he says the earnest expectation of the creature is waiting for sons, not children, not children. Sonship speaks of mature offspring. Sonship means, speaks of somebody that has gone through a process. Sonship speaks of somebody that has taken up responsibility. Sonship speaks of somebody whom the father is saying, I am going to work and he says, I'm coming with you. Imagine what Jesus, 12 year old, said to the parents, the biological, physical parents. He said, must I not be about my father's business sonship mentality at 12 it's not by age it's not by age it's not by age no wonder Paul told Timothy he said let no one despise your youth the fourth is not by age it's not by experience it's by hunger and thirst hunger and thirst we're going to look at a life Hallelujah. We're going to look at someone's life in a minute. His name is Abraham. We're going to see some things that he did. But before that, there's, there's certain things that I want to highlight to us. There are, some, there are kinds of people that eventually make it to the outcome of an encounter. Bible says in the book of Daniel, chapter 8 and verse 32, it says, they that know their God, they are the ones that are going to be strong. And eventually do great exploits. They are the ones that are going to stand up as sons. They are the ones that are going to dominate the earth. They are the ones that are going to fulfill kingdom agenda. They are the ones that are actually the supernatural. They are the ones that have learned to be led by the spirit of God. They are the ones that know the father. They know him. They know God. They know him. They know, how, they know his voice. They know his words. They know his acts. They know his ways. They know how God does his things. I like to read the scripture, Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 8. Isaiah 55 and verse 8. I'll just jump certain things. Hallelujah. Let's see what God says here. He says, for my thoughts concerning the feast are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways concerning the feast your ways, says the Lord. Next verse. He says, for as the heavens are higher than the earth. So are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. It's important for us to note something here. That is a way that God looks at your life. I'm reminded of the story of Gideon. Gideon was at a threshing floor. He was threshing wheat at a place where he was not supposed to be threshing wheat. Because he was scared and worried. And they were, they were running away from, I believe it was the Philistines then. And then an angel appeared to him and said, Oh mighty man of valor. There was, a, there was a difference between the way that Gideon saw himself and his life and his destiny. And then there was a way that was written according to the books that were written of him. There was a difference. There was a potential difference. There was a gap. Gideon was on this side looking down. And then an angel came to him and said, Oh mighty man. Of valor, oh son, oh supernatural army. You may look at yourself today 
And you don't feel like, am I truly part of those people that they talk about? Am I really a soul winner? Am I really generous? Do I really believe in a laying on of hands? I've not even laid hands on myself. Not to talk of laying hands on somebody else. Do I really, really believe in the gift of the manifestation? I thought it was for only pastors. Hello? It's not only for pastors. It is for every single believer. And at the feast, what God is, at the feast, what something that is going to begin to happen is something is going to shift in your mindset where you're going to be seeing that, no, I too, I can lay hands on the sick. I too, I can pray in tongues. I too, I can walk in the gift of healings. Me too, I can walk in the walking of miracles. Me too, I can interpret tongues. Me too, walk Lord, not like one of wisdom. You too. That's why he said concerning spiritual gifts. Because gone are the days when the spirit is only upon the pastor. He said he's going to point upon all flesh. Do you have flesh? So the flesh can come upon you. There was a difference between what he was seeing and what God had told him. And what was written concerning the books for him. I'm reminded of Moses. Moses was about tending the sheep of his father, Jethro. Tending his father's sheep. And then God just planted an encounter. A burning bush. Why didn't God show the burning bush to somebody in Egypt? Why didn't God show the burning bush to somebody in Elephe? <laughs> Why? Why was it there in part of Moses? Because there was a realignment that had to happen. You are more than tending sheep. There is a nation inside of you. You are more than tending sheep. There's a nation that is supposed to deliver. There's a nation that you are supposed to set free. And the feast has been planted in your path to wake that giant up. That's the move. That's the move. In your path, your normal life. I mean, where was David? David was at the backside, tending the same sheep. Wonder what it is with people tending sheep and all these encounters. Hallelujah. Maybe somebody should become a tribe head. Hallelujah. Let me say that by the side. And right there, his encounter was, they had to go and call him. We are not making progress until this man has his own ordination. Listen, at the feast, some of us are going to get ordained. Ah, somebody missed that. I'll say it again. At the feast, some of you are going to get ordained. He was busy tending the sheep. And then yet, God planted that encounter in his path. In his path. Those are the ways of God. Those are his ways. That, those are, that's how he operates. There's a way that God wants us to prosper and be in health. You know, the Bible says that there is a way that seems right unto a man. But the end. Oh, don't judge people by what you see now. Judge by the end. Judge by the end. He said the end thereof is the way of death. Right now, he may be driving that white Benz oppressing you in your neighborhood and you are tempted to begin to press keyboard like Yahoo boys and you are tempted to be to, ah, man this hunger that is killing me now food way now food way I never chop now I want to dream of now you know that's what you are beginning to think of that's what you are beginning to ah, I want to I want to his end is destruction guys don't be tempted no don't go down that way his end is destruction there's a way it seems right it looks right it, it feels right there's a way to, be, to, to get married. It doesn't, it's not about your feeling. Feelings are good. Trust me. You, you need to be able to look at the love of your life and feel some butterflies in your tummy. <laughs> you need to. But guess what? It goes beyond that. Because butterflies cannot do anything when your son is vomiting by 7 a.m. in the morning. 
Can butterfly stop vomit? <laughs> you need to be confident enough that two of you can stand in agreement and put your hands upon that boy and know it is well. It is well. It is well. Hallelujah. There's a way to stay married. Not only to get married, but to stay married. You know, they came to meet with Jesus. And then he they said, uh, um, Moses in the law, he gave us a law that we could divorce our wives if so, so and so happened. Do you know what Jesus told them? He said from the beginning, it was not so. There's a way. There's a way. There's a way. And God said, my ways are not your ways. My, my schemes, my, 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 it's like the way of the wind, like Jesus mentioned in the book of John chapter 3. You cannot say this is where the wind is. This is where the wind is. The spirit moves. It's moving. It's moving. He, 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 he's creating things, orchestrating things on the scenes. Hallelujah. Planting, burning bush encounters and experiences for you. Don't miss your way. Don't miss your way with the Father. Hallelujah. He, he, that's, that's, there's a way he does things. Hallelujah. Let's see Abraham. And now close with this. Abraham. Ah, Father Abraham. Too sharp. Genesis chapter 18. We'll read from verse 1 to 9. It's quite a long read. But I'll show certain things there. And the Lord appeared to him by the terebinth trees of Mamre. Hallelujah. As he was sitting in the tent door in the heat of the day. Next verse. And so he lifted his eyes and looked. And behold, three men were standing by him. And when he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them. And bowed himself to the ground. And said, my Lord, if I have not found favor in your sight, do not pass on by your servant." Please let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. And I will bring a morsel of bread that you may refresh your hearts. And after that, you may pass by in as much as you have come to your servant. They said, do as you have said. The next three verses, six, seven, eight, four verses are very important. Let's go. And so Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah and said, Quickly make ready three measures of fine meal. Knead it and make cakes. Next verse. And Abraham ran to the herd. He took a tender and good calf. Gave it to a young man and he hastened to prepare it. Verse 8. And he took butter and milk and the calf which he had prepared and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree as they ate. Listen, folks. This was a man that had an experience in maximizing an encounter. He had what we call spiritual intelligence in maximizing an encounter. Let's go back to verse 1 of this chapter. Verse 1. Verse 1. Media. Can we put our hands together for the media team? Okay, verse 2. Verse 2 quickly see what Abraham did. Bible says he lifted up his eyes and looked and behold, three men were standing by him. As we prepare for the feast and in this season, tell someone beside you look up and see. Tell someone else, that person didn't really hear you. He said, tell another person look up and see. Look up and see. Look up and see. 
when God, when, when Abraham did this act, it wasn't a strange thing to him. I believe it was Genesis chapter 15. Bible talks about how Abraham was, God, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, walk before me and be thou perfect and gave him so many um, promises. Bible says, Abraham answered the Lord and said, what will you give me seeing I go childless? When we say look up and see, what you may be seeing right now may be childlessness. Childlessness can be physical child. It can also be job child. It can also be purpose child. It can also be destiny child. You may be seeing, you know that there's greatness inside of you. But your physical see, sight, what you are seeing right now does not align with what is there. At that point, you must stop looking at what you are seeing physically. Look up. And then the Lord told him, he said, and he brought him out and said, look to the stars. Look up. See what Abraham did there? He looked up and beheld. Before, what he was seeing was heat of the day. He was seeing oaks. What he was seeing was the normal, in the physical. Bible says he looked up. You must jack up your expectation for the feast. Beginning now. Beginning now. You must jack it up and look up. Look beyond what you can see on the physical. Begin to see mighty man of valor. Begin to see son and daughter of the Most High. Begin to see that man that the earnest expectation of creation is waiting for the manifestation of. Look up and see. Let's go on. And when he saw them, he ran. Come on, say pursue. I can't hear you say pursue. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst. Do you know that if it was two prophets that followed Elijah that day, at least the second person, he may not have gotten what Elisha got, but he would have gotten much more than those guys that were just, ah, let's be watching and observing. Let's, 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 let's mount guard. He ran! Lest by any chance they can change their mind. Lest by any chance they can look for another person. Lest by any chance their paths may miss and go, go another way. He ran quickly to go and corner it. At the feast. Listen, guys. Let me tell you how you can run. Take time off work. Start now to begin to pray. And say, God, what you want to do at the feast, can we start now? And let there be a fullness on that day. Can you start for me now? I'm okay now. I can start now, Father. I don't have to wait. Yes, I know you have written something for me there. But, but we can start now. The feast has begun. Our pastor prophesied it on Tuesday. If you have not, go listen to the tape. It has started already. Abraham ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the ground. There's a positioning to receive. There's a positioning to withdraw. It says the less, the less is blessed of the greater. If you come and you stand before, before God and you are standing like you are equal, you have not started. The less you, you bow down and put, take a position to receive the God, I'm here for you. I need you. I need you. I need you. you, you, you you're positioning in the spirit. You know, there are some people that are proud. You are okay. I have the life of God in me. And you're walking like that dog in Tom and Jerry. <laughs> Proud before the king of kings. 
the very breath in your nostrils, it belongs to him. Ah. Okay. He bowed himself. Say positioning. Positioning. Next verse. And said, my Lord, if you have not found favor in your sight, do not pass on by your servants. Next verse. Please let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. There is no resting of the anointing in a positioning that does not align. There's no resting. You cannot, you cannot take that intangible grace if your positioning does not align. If there's no running after. You must run after this thing. There's, there's a posture to take of the, of, the, of the Father. There's a posture. There's something you must run after, chase after. He said, rest. He told them to rest. Abraham was preparing to host the presence. Abraham had gone through several milestones. Number one, he was, a, he was a rich kid in his father's house. And then God called him, get out of your father's house to a land that I will show you. Chapter 13, chapter 12, the end of chapter 12, there was cattle, silver, and gold that was transferred to him when he went to Egypt as a result of a certain transaction. Now, I was not totally honest, hallelujah, but the transaction happened anyway, and then he had gotten rich. And then after a while, he needed a son. And he told God, this, the seed of my house is Eliezer. And then God told him, it's not Eliezer. Your own child is going to be your, your heir. And then after a while, he gave birth to Ishmael. And God said, uh-uh, you and Sarah. You know, it's, as if, it's amazing how the revelation kept evolving. Stay with God. The revelation will evolve. You'll get the full picture. Stay, stay. Stay with him. And then he said, uh-uh, you and Sarah are going to give birth to the heir. Hallelujah. He had experienced several milestones. And then this was the last one that was about to happen. He knew that he needed to host the presence. There was a fullness. There was a stretching. There was something that God was cooking up. That was the final milestone in his, in his journey. In the air being produced. Hallelujah. And he knew that he had to let the presence rest. And he said, let it rest upon yourself. Folks, you must learn to host the presence of God. In your private room. Before it becomes public, you must learn to host it. You must learn to carry that presence. Let somebody encounter you and not be able to really decipher, but just know that there's just something about this guy. That's that intangibility that Pastor was teaching us about on Tuesday. Where you end is like a magnet. I don't know if anybody see the magnet. You put a magnet somewhere and you put iron, little filings. We call it iron filings. And then suddenly there's an attraction. Iron filing, they have no choice. In the presence of a magnet, they have to respond. You enter into a force field. He said, Thou, oh Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor, you will surround him. Or with favor, you put a force field around him as with a shield. You enter into a place and your fragrance. Things just escape people into your life. Good things. Hallelujah. Force field. Because you are hosting. You are hosting the presence. Let's go on. He said, Let a little water be brought. And wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. Verse 5. And I will bring a morsel of bread that you may refresh your heart. After that you can go. In as much as you have come to your servant. He offered them a seed. Uh, he had experience with Melchizedek. At Melchizedek's encounter. Abraham had taken 318 servants and got to fight with four kings or five kings. A number of kings. Hallelujah. 
<laughs> and then he had come, and then he had all the spoils of war. And Melchizedek came with bread and wine, and Abraham was wise enough. In encounters, you offer a seed, hallelujah. In encounters, something must exchange. In encounters, something must leave your pocket so that you can receive something intangible. When we are giving and receiving, it is tangible going into intangible so that intangible can come upon tangible flesh that can cause multiplied effects. Nobody needs your money. They don't spend Naira and Cobra in heaven. The cattle on a thousand hills belongs to him. How many of you have a thousand cattle? It belongs to him. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness. Ayono belongs to him. Oilo belongs to him. Gaso belongs to him. Silver belongs to him. Gold, including the one that is on your ear, it all belongs to him. But what happens? He's just looking for obedience. He's looking for obedience. Are you going to obey me? Are you going to obey me? Somewhere inside, I'm, I'm nudging you. Give that guy that suit. You have worn it enough. Don't wear it to the end. <laughs> Don't wear it to the end. Give him the shoe. Don't wear it to the end. Don't wear it to the end. Uh, after that, you may pass on in as much as you have done to your servant. And, it's, and they said, do as you have said. He had cornered them. Let's see the next verse. I like the next verse. See what he did. And Abraham hurried again. He hurried again. Remember he ran and then he hurried. Because there's a timing to this encounter. There's a timing within which you must plug in. There's a timing with which you must connect. Abraham, too sharp. He hurried to the tent and said, quickly make ready three measures of fine meal. Knead it and make cakes. Hello, hello, hello. I thought you said you were going to give them bread. Why did you upgrade the package to cake? Go beyond yourself. Go beyond yourself. I'm only going to attend Sunday. Oh. It's only these two days I'm going to attend. Oh. Friday, I walk. I have a presentation. I'm presenting to the board. Uh, go beyond yourself, guys. He upgraded the package. All he needed was to first of all corner them to rest. So as they were serving them water, he entered and upgraded the gift to a cake. Listen, maybe you have decided that ah, my seat for this conference is 100,000. Upgrade your package. Be like Father Abraham. Upgrade your package. Upgrade it. He said, three cake. there's a difference between bread offering and cake offering. Oh. They are different though. They don't cut bread at birthday. They don't cut bread at independence. They don't cut bread on celebrations. It's cake. Oh. There's a seed that God has put inside your heart that is supposed to enter the ground for this feast. There was something Abraham was ready to bring out, something intangible. He needed a son by his wife, Sarah, according to the promise of the Lord. And then he knew that he had to provoke certain things with that seed. He upgraded the package immediately. Next verse. <laughs> Glory to God. And Abraham ran to the herd and took a tender and good calf. All he said was bread and water. Why is he upgrading the package? He took a tender and a good calf and gave it to a young man. And he hastened to prepare it. Two things here. Of course, I've said it before. Upgrade your package. Give a good seed. There's a good seed. There's an honorable seed. He said, honor the Lord with your substance. Proverbs chapter 3. That means that there is substance that can be given that may not be honorable. Cain brought a dishonorable seed while Abel brought a, an, an honorable seed. That was the difference. Honor. 
to honor something, you find it superior. And superiority is in instructions and following the instructions and the promptings of the Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. Number two, he gave it to a young man. I've noticed something here. Abraham did not arrange this encounter experience alone. He got his wife involved. He got a young man involved. Who are you bringing in for this conference? Or is it Soluwak? Who knows what Soluwak is? Solomakinde? Ah! Is it just you that you want to pack all you can, can it, and sit on the can? There are more lives that are at stake. Who is that colleague of yours? When you look at him, you just know that, ah, this guy, this guy, he needs Jesus. And you are there. Invite him for the feast. Abraham didn't do it alone. He didn't prepare it alone. He got other people involved in the process. At this feast, let there be somebody else that you are bringing through this process. Hallelujah. Come on, say, I hear. I can't hear you say, I hear. Next verse. Hallelujah. And he took butter and milk and the calf which he had prepared and set it before them and he stood by them under the tree as they ate. Abraham brought it by himself. Sir. Sir. Brought, bring it by yourself. There's so many ways that you can serve. Last week we called for volunteers. We're going to need more people to welcome and usher people in. We're going to need more people at the protocol. In fact, we're going to a bigger place. We're going to need more hands. We're going to need more people to sing. If you can do designs, you can do graphics, you can do all these things. We need your hands. We need your skill. Serve. 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 After he had cornered them and served them, given to them, Let's see what verse 9 says. And they now asked him, Where is Sarah, your wife? Let's go on. Here at the tent. And he said, That's God speaking. I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. And behold, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. Sarah was listening in the tent door which was behind him. Hallelujah. Now, Abraham and Sarah were old. They did not give us background, physical. The level from which Abraham was looking up. This was what he was seeing at his own plane. But he was now looking up where he had that encounter. Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age. And Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Listen, there are certain encounters that you have that your engine may have stopped working. That natural ability to get things done may have stopped as a result of circumstances that are just beyond your control. But there are encounters that can revive those engines. Hallelujah. There are things that can come upon you. And then they, they, he said, I'll restore to you the layers that the locust, the canker one, the palmer one has eaten up. I'll restore. It's a restoration work. When he stretches, when he restores, he restores more than what was taken from you. Hallelujah. And Sarah was past the child, the age of childbearing. I want to pray over somebody here. You may think that your time is up. It's time for you to now begin to consolidate and just help other people that are coming after you. May God restore to you in the name of Jesus. May he restore. Restoration is allowed. Oh, somebody else might have said that I've made mistakes 
and you have ruled yourself out of what you what in your your mind is the cue. You believe that there are some people on the queue for encounters with God. And then because of certain things that you have done in yesterday, you have ruled yourself out. I saw God bump you back into the line. <laughs> I saw him, not only the, oh, thank you, Jesus. Not only did he put you back, he put you in front. You are next. <laughs> you are next. You made a mistake and you judged yourself for it and said, ah, God, I wish, I wish, I wish. You don't need to wish. He's a restorer. He is a restorer. Let's go on. Verse 12. And Abraham, and therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I have grown old, shall I have pleasure? And my Lord, being old also. 13. And the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I surely bear a child since I am old? Verse 14. I'd like to ask you a question as you rise up on your feet. Is there anything too hard? for the Lord. Come on, rise up on your feet. Oh, shh. Is there anything? Is there anything? Is there anything? I want to hear a response. Is there anything? Is there anything? Is there anything? Hallelujah. Now we're going to begin to pray. We're going to pray. Our prayer is simple. Father, I want my feast experience to begin now. I want it now. Is there anything too hard for him? Of course not. Of course not. Father, I want the feast experience. I want it to begin now. Begin now in my life. Begin now. Begin now. Begin now. Come on, lift your voice and pray in the Holy Ghost. Nothing, nothing is too hard. Nothing is too hard for you, oh God. Oh, the feast begins now. Now, oh God, now, oh God, begin for us now. Begin for us now. Begin for us now. We want to feast now. We want to, we want to, we want to, we want to feast now. Deuteronomy 16 and verse 16. Media, I need your help. The book of Deuteronomy chapter 16 and verse 16. As I close this morning, I want to encourage you. 
God is doing mighty things in church and you want to be part of it. I read three times, three times a year, all your males shall appear before the Lord God in the place where he chooses. Now in the New Testament, I don't want you to exclude yourself from this word because the Bible says in the book of Galatians said in Christ Jesus there's neither male nor female. I'll say it again, in Christ Jesus there's neither male not female. So if you're a wo- female, if you're a woman, hallelujah, don't exclude yourself from this. Glory to God. It says, in the place that is chooses, at the feast of unleavened bread, at the feast of weeks, and at the feast of tabernacles, and they shall not appear before the Lord empty-handed. Verse 17. Every man or woman shall give as he is able according to the blessing of the Lord God which he has given you. I want to encourage you today. Give. Give. Partake of this. Be part of this. Oh, I've stretched in my giving. I have given and there's still more. Hallelujah. There's still more. I said, no, I, I, I can't do what, what, what I've been told to do. I have to do more. I have to do more. I want to be like Father Abraham. Where is it? Abraham's blessings are mine. Are you going to do Abraham's giving? Is Abraham's giving your mind as well? I mean, how will you give your son? Oh God, please don't take Timmy Lane. <laughs> he had given the boy. He had, he, he, if not, he'd kill the boy. <laughs> but is Abraham's giving yours? He said, I've lifted up my hands to the Lord. I will not take a thread nor a shoe latch unless you say Abraham had made me rich. He was showing his commitment to obeying, obeying the Father where giving and receiving is concerned. Don't come empty-handed. It's, a, it's an instruction. Don't say it's Old, Testa- it's Old Testament. If it was Old Testament, Jesus himself, who is grace, he said the Lord came by Moses. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. And Jesus stood over the offering. So yeah, put inside the basket. We're not going to do that in this church. But give. Hallelujah. Connect with the great things. If it's carpet you want to give, buy. If it's speakers you want to buy, buy. But please let us know. Lest we come to on that day and we have the feasts of speakers. <laughs> Whatever it is. You want to buy a keyboard? Whatever it is. You want to buy, uh, you want to pay for the screen? Whatever it is. Come. There's room. The Lord has made room for us. We have come to Rehoboth. Hallelujah. Anybody blessed this morning? Why not lift your hands to God and worship Him? We hope you were greatly blessed by today's message because God still has so much He wants to share with you. So stay connected every week to experience uplifting and life-changing moments in His presence.